Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cheesehead and the Viking podcast, uh, your favorite Australian NFL sports news, whatever you want to call it, for all things Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings. Firstly, this episode is brought to you by our main sponsor, New Dawn Carpentry, for quality building and all that sort of stuff and your needs if you have an at-home project or you want a site to be built on in the Tweed Heads to Gold Coast area, go through New Dawn Carpentry and tell them the Viking and the Cheesehead or the Cheesehead and the Viking, whichever way you want to say it, sent you. Right. Week nine slash 10, week nine recap, week 10 uh, preview, mate. Again, another week of upsets. Not this, well, obviously upsets for our teams, but in general, some some plays in this week were, were fucking phenomenal. But let's get started. We'll go with your Vikings game pre, uh, recap first. How'd the Vikings go? Yeah, I mean, everyone will know by now, the Vikings was just, I guess it, it, wasn't, trash. it wasn't a complete trash. No, it was actually a good game, yeah. actually. I liked watching it. It's, it's the weird thing. It was a really good game this week. Um, mm. it, it, frustrating as fuck for any Vikings fan ever. Um, anyone who's not Zimmer. Yeah, and there are some, there's some amazing reaction videos on getting around on Twitter, by the way. Um, oh, there are. Some Vikings, some Vikings peeps with their reactions. It's just, it's gold. Um, I, I suggest you go looking for them because they are funny as fuck. But they really um, are. yeah, it was a good game. But I think again, just showed up um, a lack of of planning, a lack of game management in in the Vikings. What's going on with the Vikings? A bit too much micromanaging as well. Again from Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, so like obviously, so anyone that's watched the game or if you didn't, Vikings are up. By 14 points early in the first half. 14 points. Yep. Um, it was, you know, 17 points at half time they had. Uh, but then basically after half time, it's like the Ravens went into half time and just actually talked about the game and adjusted, yep. figured out what they were going to do to combat what was happening in the first half, came back out and fixed it. And um, yep. all of a sudden, the second half was basically just uh, poor defensive calls from. From Zimmer, you know, um, all his play calling, um, multiple three and outs early in the half, and it just let the Ravens mm-hmm. back in. Um, yep. It's not that there were some. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and it let him back into a point where where it was, they were leading, um, and it was yeah. it was essentially one score games um, for a cup for a little bit there going into. It was, water. yeah. Um, I like think, it could have gone either way. It really could absolutely, have. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And it, I think plays by there was some really good defensive plays in it, which is mm-hmm. a, a good thing. And by rookies too, like Cameron Bynum. Yeah. Um, Ken Ang- and it was a very nice, it was a very nice high scoring game as well. I mean, I know that's neither here nor there, but thirty plus points from each team and into overtime. That's the type of football I like to see. I don't want to see a shutout, thirty six nil or thirty six to fourteen. You know, I'd rather see thirty four, thirty one type. Football yes, that's right. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely, and so would I. Um, I think everybody would. It's yeah. exciting when it's scored. It's it's better than just a defensive... Now Biden gets you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, defensive slugfest where it's nothing but field goals. No one wants to see that. Oh, um, however, though, speaking of a play, I will I will definitely show the footage of this later on in the episode. But um, there, was a, there was a specific play that I have in mind from a certain kickoff. We will mention that later yeah. on. But that was easily, in my opinion, play of the week. And definitely oh, yeah. well done. Because that was a rookie as well. Yeah, well, that's right. Kenny Wangwu. That was just amazing. Right. That, yeah, that was an amazing one. And I think those two, those few things there, those defensive plays, help keep the Vikings in it. Um, mm-hmm. But then we had we had Thielen's TD, which basically took us to to one point 
obviously with yep. with either you get a field goal or or you go for a two point try, and that's yep. where once again just Zimmer's conservative game management just shone right through again. Um, and he was even instead of taking the two point and just going for it, you're either going to win or you lose. Like just go for yep. it. And I think that's what yep. every Vikings fan on the planet was just. Even I was saying, it yelling, and I'm a fucking cheese I was saying, go for yeah, it. Yeah, it's bad. Everything's bad enough at the moment as it is. So just do it. Um, right. Like if we lose because you've gone for a two point try and you fucked it up, big deal. But if we win because at least gone, we went for it, yeah, you know. That's right. But yeah, he was he's quoted in in the press conference afterwards saying when someone directly asked him about that play, he said uh, he he thought about going for the two point a try, but but opted to tie the game because they have a heck of a kicker, still had over a minute left and three timeouts. Like what the fuck? Do you not trust your own defense to make a stop? What's right? It's your defense. Are you saying they they can't? figure out how to stop the Ravens for a minute worth of playtime or not let them within 40 yards so Tucker can kick a field goal again because it's what he does every time he gets near 40 yards. Yeah. But yeah. are you saying we can't stop them? Like, if you're saying that, then what are you saying about your defense and what are you saying about your own ability? What are you saying about your locker room, yeah. more or less? Your own ability, your players. You, you, what is- you are throwing your whole D team under the bus. Absolutely. So it was just, again, another confusing one from the Vikings and – I mean, a great game, though, unfortunately, game. but a great game. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, I mean, you're going to need blood pressure medication by the end of the season if we keep doing this Mate, sort of shit. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs game for the Packers going into that. Um, obviously, expected Packers to lose because they were without A Rod and a few injuries from the previous week. Um, however, I definitely didn't expect that scoreline. I expected a bigger scoreline, especially given the Chiefs were stacked. They had Mahomes starting. We had Jordan Love in his first career start, you know, and I think it says more about the Chiefs season than it does the Packers when our rookie quarterback, you know, like, well, not, not necessarily rookie, but he gets his first career start, right? And they shut us out for three quarters. We literally scoreless for three quarters and they still can only manage a touchdown and two field goals. Yep. And we also managed to convert a, a touchdown. Like, what does that say about the Chiefs do, do you know, compared to us? 237 total yards from the Chiefs in that game. Like, yeah. Mahomes himself has scored more than 237 yards in the first half of the game. What, yeah. 237 for the whole team. So, is, honestly, our defense yeah. is, is, is on. Yeah. Is on at the moment. The Packers' defense is honestly, I, I, I can't fault it. Especially like they really carried that game for us. Absolutely, they really did. Because yeah. even though we were shut out for three quarters, we only we shut them out more or less for two quarters. Yeah, you know, because we only left them to field goals. And everyone in the last couple of days has basically been getting on Jordan Love's case and, and during the game as well. But you've got to you've got to give the guy a break. I mean, he's been there mm-hmm. for a, a season and a bit as just redshirt essentially. So yep. he hasn't really had any NFL starts. This, unlike, I think he did well. Unlike the rest I really of the, think he did yeah, well. I do too. I, unlike the rest of the rookies from last year or even this mm-hmm. year, he hasn't had game time like the rest of them. No, have. he hasn't. So this is his first real hit out, essentially. Like he's had a few um, a few yeah. snaps here and there through last season, but but this has been... His... But he's not had a full game That's where right. he can try and control it. And I think he did well. Granted, we too. were shut out for three quarters, but he finally managed to get that sweet spot and get... Uh, a passing field That's goal. right. Field, I, so a, a passing <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. I think the way he performed in this game, though, is more indicative 
and more of an indictment on what Matt Lafleur and the Packers have been doing with him over mm-hmm. the last season. What it absolutely? You, how is this kid not ready yet to, to absolutely ball out? Like he's not going to play at Rogers' standard. We all know no, that no, because no, no. experience can. But he should lot. be able to get the win yeah. over a team like a struggling Chiefs. But if you looked at if you compared him to say Tua, so the two of them from last season, there's no mm-hmm. way he plays anywhere near the standard Tua does, and we all know Tua's no. not great. So, no. but that's more. I reckon that's more on the Packers. Like, what have you been doing oh, with this kid for the last season that you haven't yep. had him ready to to just go um, right when you need him? Because, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, hard agree with that. Because if you don't have him ready, what what happens if what happens if Rogers gets injured? You know, yeah. What what happens if he gets out for the rest of the season? We're not going to rely on Blake Bortles. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, we all know now he's unvaccinated and he got COVID. What happens if he was yep. hosp- hospitalized? You know, yep. there's plenty of people. What happens been... if he gets that lung deficiency shit? You That's know, right. capacity. There's right. so many people that have been hospitalised from COVID for one reason or the other, and they've been out for months, if not the last two years. So, and to any listeners who are, who will comment saying, "Yeah, but he wasn't," that's not the point. No, it's not the point. The point is, if he gets sick or if he gets injured, Jordan Love should be ready to go. He should be. Yep. He should at least be functional in the offense, and that's on the Packers for not having him ready. I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely agreed. And I think let's honestly, we've covered those games more than we really need to. But jumping on to your non-Vikings game of the week, what game was that? <laughs> I put a, I, I put down a couple actually this week. Um, yeah. for, okay, well, what would be the main one? For a few different reasons. I'll go through three of them. So Saints-Falcons, okay. I recommend to anyone that's got Game Pass. That was a great game. Yeah, or if you can find it on anything on YouTube, go watch this. There is some real dumb, fun fourth quarter football going on. 30, yep. 52 points in total scored for that game, 32 of which were scored in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, go and watch How crazy this. is that? It was, it was not, just the fourth quarter was fun. It was fun as fuck to watch. Um, Cowboys-Broncos, just because Broncos totally dominated, and it was really interesting to watch how between them dominating or having an amazing game and the Cowboys just totally fucking everything for, for the first few quarters, six minutes 30 left in that game, and it was 30 to nil. That, yeah, like it's it's interesting. It's really interesting to watch that. But my main my one, Cowboys were shut oh, out. Yeah, absolutely, more or less. My main one, I think, the big highlight for the week was for me was Rams Titans. What a game! Yeah, it was just a, what a game. The total and utter do- domination from the Titans over the Rams. Everybody, I think that goes to prove that bloody Cup is not the greatest uh, fucking receiver. Oh come on, he is. He definitely is. The dude's got <laughs> I, I, over a thousand. He is. I'm, I'm just shit staring. <laughs> He's got a yeah. thousand yards receiving in ten touchdowns already in ten games. It's nuts. And I'm just shit staring all around. If he was a, if he was a quarterback <laughs> with nuts numbers like that, he'd be MVP candidate. But like, he, yeah, true, true. He'll probably get offensive player of the year, which means he'll be second <laughs> in the MVP standings anyway. But, yep, yep. But I think. Everyone knew that the Rams have been just defensive powerhouse already this season, and to have the Titans yep. come in and totally dominate from the get-go, oh. it showed what they are. The Titans have beaten some big teams already. They're showing the that they're a threat. Yep. So that, absolutely, it's going to be real interesting. hundred percent. What about you? Uh, my picks. My picks. Um, I, I hate to say because obviously featuring your Vikings, it was just a, <laughs> again a great game. It had everything. It, it just, it had, everyone needs to take notes. It, the Packers guy. The Packers guy here is is choosing a Vikings game as his game of the week. So, How, however, <laughs> I'm I'm choosing it. Don't forget the Vikings lost. So. Oh yeah, go on, try and cover it up however you want. Right <laughs> okay, okay, okay. They lost. They ran on second and ten in overtime. Yeah, but the game did have everything. It had overtime. It had score leveling plays. It had back and forth. It had a fucking kickoff return touchdown. Yeah. I've not seen that in ages. That's actually, I think that from memory, that was the first one for the Vikings 
2016, I think. Yeah. It's fucking rare as hen's teeth <laughs> to see that sort of thing happen. So, like, that's the sort of stuff you do in Madden, not in real life. It, it was great to see. And my other game was, like you, the Rams and Titans game. Yeah. It was just phenomenal how well the Titans were oiled as a machine against a more or less non-stop, unstoppable Rams. Um, now, let's go into our plays of the week. Mine is, of course, I'll, I'll go through mine because I just mentioned it. The I don't know how to say his name. How do I say it? In a one word. Okay. Kenny Wongwu, thank you very much. Uh, Kenny Wongwu, uh, 98-yard kick return, well, kickoff return touchdown. As I said, that's the stuff of dreams when you play that, on Madden on Xbox. The, the alley that opened up for him. As he hit that pack, that alley, that, it, was, right. it was like a, a four-lane street opened up for him, and he was like, oh. It was like Moses. <laughs> that kid went. It, it was just. He went like a rocket. He, no one was No one was catching I reckon, him. I reckon on, as he got to that pack and that lane opened up, I reckon his eyes were like, were like dinner plates. Oh, let's go. He was like, let's go. Yeah, 100%. So that's my play of the week. What's Vine, your play of the Vine week? Vine would actually be a, another um, a defensive uh, TD essentially uh, Denzel yep. Ward uh, yes. his hundred yard pick six against the Bengals that was a that was oh. and again same same thing he hit that and he was down the sideline those Bengals players none of them were near him they couldn't get anywhere near him at that point I mean by the fifty he was like celebrating fingers in the air so <laughs> <laughs> honestly wouldn't you though because oh, like yeah, straight was, up you know no one it was, it was good it was good oh like I will put those plays in in the uh, like the replays of them right here for anyone to watch him who hasn't had a chance to watch it. Yep. Now, um, New Dawn Carpentry MVPs of the week. Mine goes without saying is Ken A. Wongwu. Um, well done. Uh, you don't win anything, mate. It's just we are sponsored by New Dawn Carpentry, pardon me, and their segment is the MVP of the week. And this week, I have picked Ken A. Wongwu for that amazing, pardon me, um, kick return uh, touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. And, who, and, who's, and who's yours? Mine would be uh, Colt McCoy, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah, he did an amazing game for Colt McCoy straight straight out of the gate. So um, it was a good game. I, I think I think most of the NFL didn't think they'd get to see Colt McCoy play again, but they had no. nearly three hundred yards. So, so I think it was really good. That was fun watching him and watching him um, be at a good level. You know, so oh, it really was. And now let's go to our Week Ten preview. And starting with that is the casualty ward oh. for both the Packers. And the Vikings you want to will get, start off. You want to go? You go with yours first. Your casualty ward because it's smaller than mine. Um, <laughs> it's more or less non-existent. I mean, I it know. is, but it isn't. Um, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers comes back. Um, Bakhtiari gets uh, activated. Whether he'll play or not, yeah. I'm not sure. But he's been at least activated. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're not sure about him yet. By the looks of the injury report. A- absolutely. Um, Seahawks are starting to get a bit of form back. Um, so, I mean, it's not really as informed as I'd like to be yep. because I've just been so busy this week. However, though, with Rogers back, um, it obviously, he, obviously, of course, if he clears the protocols, I think we should get the job done yep. by by about two converted touchdowns. Sure. As in score line. I least. would think so. I think so. I mean... The, the, uh, let me put this If we don't, I'm worried for our season from that Yeah, I think you have to show up against the you Seahawks. Know? I think it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they come out about... Um, and how they handle Packers. And I think you're right. If Rogers is back, uh, which is an if, although they're saying that if, Most likely. they're saying if he's, if he passes the test, even on Saturday, oh. he's going to play Sunday, even without um, any training. Um, so yeah. I think they're just, which I mean, an MVP should be, be able to, be, should be able yeah. to do that. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, 
an interesting question that I sort of saw during the week. Uh, yes. What are your realistic expectations for this Packers season? Um, well, my realistic, not being, you know, cheese head goggles, bias goggles, they're removed. Yep. Mine would be realistic. I see us winning the NFC North yep, sure. division. At least winning think, the division. I, I, see, I think you may have already clinched it. To be honest. Honestly, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but uh, uh, honestly, uh, I see us winning that, and I see us falling short at the conference. Playoff. The conference playoff. That's, that's like last like last year. I, I see us making it that far, and unfortunately, not going any further. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I don't. I don't. I, I can't say who will play in the NFC conference playoff, but I I just don't think we've got that. Um, you know, our defense is on. Our offense is on when we've got Rogers. But if Rogers takes one more week off, that's going to, as in for whatever reason, say test positive or, you know, a niggle in his shoulder or something, we are fucked. I think, in a, yeah, you know? I, I, would, I think, I think uh, conference playoff game is, is uh, a pretty reasonable expectation, actually, for the backers. Yeah. But I think you're going to come up against either, and I would say either Bucks a, a Bucker, Bucks or Cardinals. And I think, I it, think Cardinals, yeah. I actually think more Cardinals, but although either yeah. is a real danger. So, yes, hundred well, percent. Yeah. However, we do have that edge over the Cardinals already, so that may be. Sometimes it's a mental game, and the mental edge takes well, over more so. It just depends so, if, the Card- if the Cardinals come out fully healthy in a game like that. I think there's, there's no. I don't think the especially in the place we're fucked. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now the Vikings, Vikings. casualty ward. First Vikings. of all, twenty nine. Whole fucking COVID team. Tests. Whole team. Let's just say the whole team. Um, yep. no. Look, there's twenty nine <laughs> players have had to go for COVID tests. Due to five yep. players last week being put on the COVID reserve list or the COVID list, yes. a couple on the reserve list, um, and that was all due to uh, it's been reported who's a uh, Dakota Dozier was actually um, hospitalised with a Ooh. yeah with a pretty bad lung condition. Um, not wish that on anyone. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's they said it's pneumonia and COVID. So they've had oh, to send ooh, 20, the double, 29 double players and staff for COVID tests uh, yesterday. Ooh. So I think we're all still waiting on to see what, what comes out of that. Well, I, I, would think... I, don't, I, I don't mean to be rude, um, yeah. and I don't mean to put the mockers on the Vikings as a cheesehead, yeah. but it's more t- 29 players, including staff. I'm sorry, but the law of probability suggests that it's at least one couple. or two yeah, is going to be minimum yeah. at least one yeah. or two are going to test positive. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope for the Vikings' sake I think you, the, I'm wrong. I think the only way that won't happen um, will be if the players right. that were around him were already the guys that got put on COVID reserve list last week or yes. the COVID list last week. Yes. So I think that's the only way that all that some of that 29 won't. Um, I would yeah. have to think there would at least be a couple of staff, but you yeah. know, already it's been already uh, pretty well publicised that there's quite a few of the Vikings players that are unvaccinated anyway. So it's going to be good. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of publicised, before we get into your prediction for this week yeah. coming up, Dalvin Cook, I want to throw our support behind um, because we're not going to go into details about anything because we're only as informed as everyone else online. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to even mention what's going on. So if anyone wants to find out, you can just simply Google what's going on with Dalvin Cook. Uh, I want to let him know and everyone know, even he may not, he probably won't even see this, but we have, we are supporting you 100%. And if you or anyone you know is going through something similar or has been through something similar, please do not hesitate to contact proper um you know, people and or authorities yeah, to try and absolutely. help those people stay safe. Now, sorry, I, I, no, just, I had to no, do that. Absolutely. Continue. I think it's an important part of this week, actually, for coming mm. up, um, because Cook is obviously an important part of the, the offense. So he is. it's going to be Vikings. I mean, 
they're taking on charges, uh, the charges this week, um, who were a bit more renewed after last week, could, like really kicked mm-hmm. it into gear against the Eagles. Um, Herbert got uh, a 356 yards and two TDs last oh. week in a 27-24 win. So I think they got they really kicked themselves back in the gear. Um, mm-hmm. The Vikings have had some pretty good numbers against the pass, but yep. Keenan Allen and um, Herbert really sort of linked up a lot last week. They did. They did. Threat. Like yeah. they were they were on song. Yeah, big time. It was literally mind readers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So it's going to be a big task for Vikings secondary to stop him. I think, um, and part of that, which is a, which is part of the problem, is we've got players like Bashard Breeland, Cameron Dantzler, um are both. On the on the injured list at the moment, um, yeah. So that that's going to be a Fuck. it's going to be hard when you're going to go up against for that. Um, but I would expect that some of the guys, some of the rookies, are probably going to have to really step up. Is Cameron, it back at US Bank Stadium or is it not at home? Um, I think it's. I can't actually remember. To be honest. I, I I don't mean to be uh, rude. I just thought I'd ask. No, it's I. Uh, it's not in my because if it's at home, I I could imagine the Vikings. Me, honestly, realistically, I could see the Vikings pumping up and somehow getting the win. I just think I just can see it happening. No, I don't think because they've home, gone so. two losses now, and I just think they might get the win if, if it's at home. Yeah, but if it's not at home, I don't think they'll get the win, unfortunately, because the home crowd also does help. It really does. Oh, it always helps. Absolutely, it always helps. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to help. It's going to, the home crowd always helps, but I think it'll help the rookies too. So, yes. Um, one place I think I think it'll really um, the game will be played out more is probably going to be on the ground more than anything, which is why yes, the cook absolutely the cook drama in uh, scenario is going to feature heavily. Um, it's going to be pivotal, for yeah, sure. absolutely, because uh, both teams, both the Vikings and the Chargers, that's been their major weakness is on the ground. Yes. So Eckler didn't have a big game last week, so but I would expect him to have a really big game this week, considering how bad the Vikings are against the run. Oh. Um, yep. So, I mean, I'd be, yeah. So, I mean, I'm still leaning. If everything gets in, if Vikings get in the right zone and they get in the right headspace, people actually do the right play calls, both yep. defensively and, and offensively. And they don't go, and they don't run on second and yeah. 10 in overtime. Stop being, <laughs> stop being so fucking conservative. Um, yep. I think it'll be a really close game again. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, maybe a touchdown in it. Uh, maybe, maybe even three points. I'm yeah, okay. like, like 27, 24 sort of. I mean, scenario. it's literally been like that the whole season, more yeah. or less, for the Vikings. Yeah, so. I know they're pretty, they're pretty down the line with that. It's pretty, <laughs> you can, it's pretty easy to, <laughs> to to figure it out by now. Uh, but. So that's, no, that's that would fair. be yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And same question to you: What is your realistic expectations of the Vikings for the rest of the season? Realistic expectations, I think, is just getting over the the um, probably the ten and seven hurdle. Maybe yep. it's going to be hard when you're when you're already at um, where we so, are uh, five, five and is three. It four and seven. Four five and seven. And three, yeah, yeah. So it's already going to be tough. Um, I think you really want to try and aim for that ten game. Yeah, it really depends on what happens. I mean, the, the entirety of the the Vikings it's so unpredictable at the moment. Like with the Vikings in particular, especially with this uh, twenty nine players COVID testing. Yep. Like that's so unprecedented. So. I don't even, as as a non-Vikings fan looking in, I don't even know where I could predict them to finish up. That's right. And I think with with a lot of our guys on, uh, a lot of our starters on injury lists at the moment, Mm. um, it it gets real problematic. We've also got some of our depth players, our our backups Mm. are also on the injury list. So that's where a a bit of the problem is going to come in. I would say 
10 and 7 is probably the thing we should be aiming at. We should be aiming yep. at a bit more at a positive season at least. Um, but we should also be aiming at moving on next season and really... What would you do if all 29 test positive? <laughs> I don't. I think I think the NFL will probably take over if all 29 yeah. players on the Vikings test positive, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think... Uh, they become the Steagles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They'll, make, they'll oh. do something. I know that they said this season there wouldn't be any more rescheduling games for COVID games. But, I, but think, I think you'd have to. I think there'd be an exception because you've got your entire play group. Or would brought. they? Or would they have a bye week, an extra bye week instead, and get Don't the automatic? Not sure. So we'd have to wait to find out. But I suspect. Can, you, that's Im- can you imagine? I mean, I know they won't, but can you imagine if all twenty nine plus the staff? Yeah. Positive? Those that that stuff came out like thirteen hours ago now. So I'm considering yeah. uh, rapid antigen tests are a thing in the world now. I'm surprised we don't know more already. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be, maybe 29 have tested positive. Maybe 29. Maybe that's why I'm going to go Oh, no, nah, shit. I would, I would say positive season. That'd be where we're aiming for. And that's, that's yeah, 10 and 7 positive season. Positive season 2022 with new coaching staff. Even 9 and 8 would be Please. better. It's Please. still more wins and losses. Yes. No more Zimmer. Yes, 20... Yeah, no more Zimmer. <laughs> Fuck Zimmer off. And that I can. As I said, I hate putting shit on the Vikings, but I can't help but feel bad for you because of how Zimmer is at the moment uh, and has been for quite a while. Anyway, that about wraps it up. And I will segue into the um, homegrown gridiron, our newest segment of the podcast, right? We're doing a segment called Homegrown Gridiron, which is, um, you know, having guests of people who play in any league in Australia. So at the moment we've got uh, Gungarland Wolves uh, running uh, right tackle, sorry, uh, right tackle Adam Opliger. He's, they're in their maiden season. So they haven't played a game yet, but they've had a very extensive off slash preseason. Thank you for joining us. And how was your day so far? Don't worry. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I just got to sit around. So waiting for this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair. Honestly, that's fair enough. Um, so, I mean, I guess let's get started. Obviously, to anyone in the room, you've got an American accent. Um, tell us about your grassroots and all that sort of stuff and your ex- first exposure to gridiron slash football. Yep, no worries. Um, yeah, so I was born in Virginia Beach, Virginia, um, very long time ago. <laughs> um, and I guess when I was growing up, I actually had heaps of just NFL merch, like Yep. Um, being Virginia, you have heaps of like, um, you know, it's Redskins. You got choice. It's, it's, Carolina wasn't, I don't think Carolina was a thing yet when I was born. When I, was a kid. Okay. I, I think it was 98 when it came in. <laughs> it, maybe okay. you'll correct me if I'm right. Um, <laughs> and then you got Maryland's, you, you know, you've got all these teams around. So like you won't be hated for choosing one of those teams. Yeah. So I went for the, okay. I went for the Pats, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you still go for the Pats. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess I was exposed to just football in general when I was a kid. My mom, my dad, they love it. Um, I did flag football when I was little. Um, Okay. Not very good. Not very good. Did you ever go to an NFL game as a kid? No, I I went to heaps of uh, like minor league baseball. Okay. Yeah. Boring. Nice. That's not that boring. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) No, minor league baseball is boring. Oh, oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And so your first taste of playing football was flag football, which is to Australians a a similar way like Oztag, but gridiron type, basically gridiron Oztag, you could say. Tackles are the 
the flag, yeah, the tags that'll yeah, yeah, yeah. They hang off your belt. And do you have to grab all four? So it counts as a as a stop. So or? it was two. I am pretty sure when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think you had to grab both. Yeah. 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 Okay, and I, cool. I I think I played quarterback. <laughs> oh nice! I don't know if I was nice. any good. Or... You won chance. <laughs> My one chance, and I blew it. <laughs> and it was actually, oh, actually, no. I think Pan- I think Panthers were a thing because my team was okay. the Panthers, and they were ah. the teal and black, like teal with black letters. So, well, funny you mentioned that because we were talking earlier, and when you moved over to Australia at the age of eleven or twelve, you moved into more or less Panthers territory <laughs> yeah. in Western Sydney, Penrith, you know, Bankstown, all that sort of area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you ended up playing for the Penrith uh, Chiefs. Yes. Which is juniors, wasn't which it? Which is the juniors, yeah. Penrith. The... So what was that like playing in that league, first of all, and also competing with such a rugby league nursery area? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a bit of a melting pot um, because AFL isn't huge, but nah, no, but a lot of people who go to play juniors or even even seniors as well, they um, a lot of the wide receivers are all um, AFL players. Um, yep. And then, yeah, you get a lot of your running backs and quarterbacks. And, that. and your punters from AFL that, even as that's well. That's true. Yep. Same. So everyone has, everyone can kick. That's the, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it, can everyone tackle though? Uh, no. <laughs> Not even me. I was so bad at that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it took me a very long time to get a hang of that. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah. It just, it sort of, um, oddly enough, it was my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, her brother, mm-hmm. um, he was playing in Penner City Chiefs. And um, yeah, just they're like, oh, you should you know, come check it out or whatever. And I was super interested in it. And um, yeah, it's odd because it wasn't even me that found it. Like it was yeah. like my, my girlfriend. <laughs> it, it, it found you. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it was fate. <laughs> yes, it was fate. It definitely was. Well, and, and then um, correct me if I'm wrong. You took a few years off after playing it and come back and played Penrith Outlaws, which was the seniors team. And no, so you went on to play seniors and then you had a few years off. And right. in those few years, uh, Pan- the Panthers, sorry, uh, <laughs> I keep going to say that because Penrith. Penrith. The Penrith team <laughs> folded, unfortunately, but they came back as the Nepean Ducks. Correct, yeah. And what, what was it like playing at the Nepean Ducks? And was the atmosphere and vibe much less the same? Was, did you just see the same old faces sort of thing? Yep. So um, I guess because of the way, uh, so I think, I did some Penrith City <laughs> football nerd is going to correct me. <laughs> yeah. um, well, feel free to correct yeah. <laughs> comments, anyone who's watching. I think the season that I stopped playing uh, seniors, so after it was mm-hmm. 2011, which was under Coach Gaff, yep. if anyone knows Coach Gaff. Um, but I think we went to the finals. I don't know. I know we got like smashed in the first game and then went on like a winning streak all the way through. Oh, wow. And uh, like, did you, did you beat? University of Sydney Lions, though. That's that was number person. one. The first game was Sydney Lions. Oh, okay. And okay, it was yeah. 40 to yeah. zil. Like, to, I'm sorry, because to... everyone literally loses to Sydney. UC yes, Lions. yeah. <laughs> Always. Always. Well, and, uh, not recent history, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For, uh, that, that, around that time, absolutely they did. They're like the Patriots of the freaking New South Wales Gridiron League. <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, continue. And, um, yeah, so... And then after that, there was, I think there was, tr- I think it went on maybe a couple years or a year or two after that. And then, you know, there was troubles within the club. And then, so okay. it never really like, like disbanded and everyone went their separate ways. And well, some people did anyway, it's like to UTS yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, well, well, to be able to keep playing. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but once it come back, it was just like, oh, you know, like, let's get the band back together. Let's all go back. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all go back. So all the, all the faces that I remember when I was like, just a skinny 
defensive back. You know, I come yep. back a bit more. What position did you play when you go back? Uh, I play tight end when I come back. Um, okay. I can't catch very well. I can catch in training, and then yeah. and then when it comes, yeah, but, but not field application. No, I have a pic- I do have a picture of me catching a ball up here. Oh, that's <laughs> so it exists. Dream. It exists. That's like being a soccer goalie and getting. <laughs> so it exists. I have proof. <laughs> um, Good stuff. But uh, it was the blocking that really. I think. I guess it was a bit of foresight or foreshadowing into what mm-hmm. I was eventually going to play. Um, it, it definitely helped me sort of get comfortable. Like I knew the scheme already. I already knew that like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to be blocking or Hey man, I'm leaving you or whatever, like to go do a route or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, knew, yeah. I already had that connection with the right tackle. Cause I played yep. tight end usually on the right. Absolutely. Now that's awesome. Um, and then, Obviously, you let it go after a few years because you got some very bad injuries. What's, what injuries did you sustain? So um, I had throughout the – I looked it up. It was the 2017 season. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout that whole season, I just had, like, really bad shoulder, like – And yet you said – sorry to interrupt real quick. You, it was the best season of your life so far. That was, that was <laughs> the one where, I, like I said before we started, that – if no injuries, I was going to go on and try and like go for the wolf pack, uh, for the New South Wales wolf the, pack. The, yeah, the wolf, wolf pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe the outback team. Maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe. Dream. Um, would maybe, you represent maybe. Australia or not? If, no, I would. Yeah, definitely, definitely would. would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So continue. So you had the um, shoulder stuff. Yeah. The injuries. What others did you have? Um, yeah. So it was um, tendonitis and bursitis. In, uh, I only got one scan, but each game it was like this game's the left one and then the next game was the right one and it just like okay, back and forth. Yeah. so both had it both had it <laughs> and then last game of the season against uts good big rivalry for us because a lot of boys that Absolutely. are friends with nepean ducks and ex players still play on on the uts so it's a big like mm-hmm. it's like Friends fighting friends, and it was good. I, oh, absolutely. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And, um, but you want to smash your mates and you want to win. That's right. I, and, uh, because I used to train at, um, end zone performance training plug to yep. Stuart Etzel's gym. Ma- mega plug. Yeah. Yep. We'll put the links in <laughs> if anyone's interested in that. Absolutely. So a lot of the, a lot of the gridiron, like UTS and Ducks boys train at that gym because it's, um, uh, Stuart's it's, gym. It's conditioning for gridiron. Correct. Yeah. And, um, so I, you know, uh, if you know Achilles, Mm-hmm. Yep, on UTS. So we would train, and we were like, "Hey, man, that game's coming up." Yeah, and he plays. He plays DN on my side. Okay. Ooh. Okay. It was. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was great. <laughs> and I only had a few plays, and then I dislocated. Uh, dislocated my knee. Ooh, so it okay. it went from him or not? No, actually, no. It was. Uh, okay. It was. Okay, a, I know. I know the exact play. The exact minute. No, it was a. It was an inside left, and um, cool. the we beat the defensive tackles. And they mm-hmm. crashed the line, and then uh, the guy fell on my leg. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was like, my leg was like, you know, like that. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the knee went out yeah. and then back in instantly yeah. like that. You went one way, the knee went the other way. Yeah, it was way, like, boop, boop. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Yeah. And that basically ended whatever gridiron career you had at the time. At the time, yeah. That's time. And now we're getting to it. <laughs> Move down to Gungarland slash that area in, in Canberra, the ACT, the glorious Capital Bowl area, um, where there is the Centurions, the Gladiators, 
and now the Gungarland Wolves. There have been many other teams throughout the time. Uh, Queen Bian had two teams at some at one point. So let's try and get this, you know, uh, competition back up to where it was. Definitely, would love and those the guys back. Is, the first start is with this Gungarland Wolves team expanding from two to three teams. First of all, how did you hear about Gungarland Wolves, and when did you decide, fuck yeah, I'm going to give it a go? Yeah, so I think. As soon as I like kind of landed in Canberra in 2018, I um I sort of was like, oh maybe I'll play some football eventually. I know there's teams down here because I in the when I played with Penrith um in that seniors year, we come down and played the Firebirds for like a, a scrimmage match. So I knew yeah. they had football down here anyway. So um, you were like just trying to find the team. Yeah, I was just like, oh maybe I'll hit them up. I'm I'm not ready, you know, my knee and you know I'm whatever my shoulders yeah. are bung. Yeah, and then um yeah I just I think because on the on their website or on ACT Gridiron's Facebook or something, you know, you can link to all yep. the all the different teams. And yep. Um, yep. there was one that was the Gungalan Wildcats. And okay, like Gungal, I mean, I'm I, not gonna lie, Gungalan Wolves has a better ring. It does, us. it does. <laughs> we kept the W thing too. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Yeah, um, so, I mean, where I lived in Sydney, Penrith was like thirty minutes. Any well. 20 to 30 minutes to get there anyway so yeah it's canberra takes 30 minutes to get across each end so it didn't matter what yeah. team i went to uh like but that one was the and they all play the same field anyway that's right yeah so as long as it was like oh training will be close it's gungalan i live north side yeah, anyways wherever, yeah wherever training is closest you'll go to that definitely team. and um I, I just hit him up on the i think it was 2019 i hit him up um on the facebook page mm-hmm. and then it was not long after that i tried to find the original um facebook message i sent them but um because i think mm-hmm. the page got deactivated or whatever possibly yeah. <laughs> and um yeah that's when coach uh coach jason uh hit me up. Jay ray? Jay ray. we call him jay ray yeah. <laughs> yeah. um yeah when jay ray hit me up and said hey you know i saw your message on the facebook page like you know who'd you play for and because i think i said i played for the Ducks and blah, blah, blah. yeah the yeah and um because uh he knows coach Bowsy, anyways. It's another, that's the mm-hmm. coach for the Ducks. Um, yeah, they, I guess I don't know if they had a chat afterwards, but <laughs> but hey, he, he could have easily called him to check your references, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think it was a little bit of like, oh man, he played on a Bowsy. Hell yeah, you know, at least like so I know you're a good guy. Yeah. A good product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, absolutely. That's that's wicked. And obviously, it's been just a journey from then to now. To obviously for the Wolves in particular to you know get the licensing, get sponsors, and all that sort of stuff, which they have done incredibly well mm-hmm. with doing and they're kicking off their season this uh not this weekend but next weekend saturday january 20th is in the seniors yep uh january 20th at greenway park um and which you will be playing against the back-to-back current winners the centurions what do your how do you feel about going up against them yeah so (laughs) (laughs) it's like a little 50 50 like i haven't played like haven't played in ages, so it's going to be good just to be out there. A little bit of nerves. Yeah, get a run. Yep. Yeah, I get a little bit of butterflies anyway, going on stage, playing, you know, playing football, whatever. But it's going to be good, and I think it'll shake off the rust. Yeah, sort of definitely. Thing. That I've yeah, not to give away too much, but that first play, that's when I know I'm ready to get. Like, all right, all the butterflies yeah. are gone. That's it. You get that white line <laughs> fever, tunnel vision. Yep, yep. it's ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> now, nah, awesome. Um, and. Who- like who in the team of the Centurions are you going to be lining up against? Do you know, or is that not? They were all yet? purple blobs. No, I, I have no idea. Actually, <laughs> they all molded. They all just hit them all. I think it was someone on the in an NFL team, like uh, the Ravens or something, had said that like anyone across from them is just all gray, faceless people. 
I, I yeah. can't remember who said that, but <laughs> it was pretty recently. I remember that. <laughs> no, um, I actually, I don't know. I'm not like when it comes to who's in the league, I'm not super big on, I just, I knuckle down on what I got to do. Yeah. Doing your job. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, that's I'll get fair. to know them um, later when I verse them yeah. and you know, we, Hey man, that was good, good shit. But beforehand, and when it's game time, it's I'm focusing on my own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we were saying beforehand, in particular, with the preseason, it's been an, it's been more or less an extended preseason due to the season being pushed back to January twentieth for you guys. Mm. Um, how was your off season and preseason earlier this year? And you know what was it like when you got the news of oh we've had to postpone the season, just all that yep. sort of stuff? And how has it helped you? you know, prepare for um, the season, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so, the whole new team. So s- super early on, it's like February. I think it was a little bit of everyone's eager to get playing football. And yeah. t- to be fair, it really helped the rookies that we started super early. So they kind of knew that they, they, it was almost like soft opening all the way through. You know, they could, they could train and train and really get into it. Whereas the veteran. Like, there was an extended, like, yeah, so, like you'd, Sorry, didn't. No, it's fine. They may not have. They may not have gone as good as they could have. But luckily, more or less, a blessing for lack of a better term, they've had that even longer to really hone in on their on their plan. Correct, correct. And someone like myself, I probably could have not have gone to like the February, March, April, <laughs> and then yeah. started like you know May and then onwards. And then mm-hmm. so that's when like we really got back, like really got into it. And then um, it was the lockdown in August. That, oh yeah, this most recent. The one, most the, recent I one. I think it was three months or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that really. We we had a good head of steam. You know, everyone was like gearing up to have that whatever the game was that was having. You know, kept inching, inching, and we were like, no, yeah. no, we'll just keep going. We're riding this like kind of this training wave. If if you were training as if you were ready to play that weekend coming up. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, if anyone's listening is uh, into powerlifting or strongman. It's like yeah. you're peaking for a meet. And the date that you set for the meet, you're trying to aim for that and ride through it. Yep. And it just kept moving. So you, yeah, yeah you, we kind of had to like, yeah. And then when, once that locked down, it killed a little momentum, but um, mm-hmm. so myself and a few other guys are the leadership team for the Wolves, which was started okay. super. Are, are you, are you the offensive part of the leadership team or is it just a whole? It's like a group? team. Yeah. Yeah. Like a conglomerate okay. of people that are, um, part of the leadership team and um it's mostly veterans of the game because we don't have veterans of the team yet um Mm -hmm. so it's veterans of the game and um we sort of took it upon ourselves to make sure that everyone in this lockdown is doing something whether it's going outside and running you know picking up (laughs) the gyms were closed so it's picking up rocks lifting it i don't know anything doing what you could yeah that's right throwing a ball Uh, i you know i also do long snaps so i was long 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 snapping in the backyard you know doing any football related stuff you can during the lockdown try and keep the keep the like the fitness um sort of like wave we had um yeah and it it did help it helped heaps because if we just went cold turkey it would have no, <laughs> that would have been super oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like you can't not keep up the pace or try to do as much as you could, you know, absolutely. And so going into the game on the 20th coming up, so next weekend, mm-hmm. are you keen and confident and ready for that game? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I think, I think I speak for everyone when we are, we are ready to play some football. We are ready to, ready to bring it back. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And I got one last question slash topic before we, we dip you out of here. Um, and that is obviously the Wolves 
have been a team for the last few years, but they've really only, you know, just it's their maiden season for lack of a better term this year. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it been for you coming into the preseason, not as a rookie, but basically everyone's a rookie when it comes to your all new teammates together. How has the team gelled so far in this off slash preseason? Yep. So coming from a team like the Ducks, and had a, mm, huge, a very structured team. structured rich history like they've been around forever yeah. coming into this team it feels like literally i've just joined a team like the ducks but we've just started this year like everyone oh, wow okay. everyone on the team is like it's like we've known each other forever you know we've got each, yep. we've got each other's backs we know what we're doing we you know, hold each other accountable every all that kind of stuff you could say it's water off <laughs> <laughs> we're not lone wolves we're a wolf pack <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's i'll leave i'll leave i love it um so that about wraps up our time with adam opliger uh thank you very much for joining us and we will definitely get you on again hopefully maybe the week after the uh, first game so we can get you back on to talk about how that first game was. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to come back. Thanks for having me.